0: It's time for
1: the fastest hour of radio southern race week with your host william barber well i tell you what folks you don't have to necessarily be a race fan or you don't necessarily have to just uh, like uh racing industry at all you just have to be somebody who wants to be entertained and wants to know the rumors the lies and the gossip of what's going on in the racing world and hear how you can have fun at the racetracks that you probably didn't even know you could do. Hey, everyone. I'm WB, a.k.a. William Barber, and uh, this is Southern Race Week. And every single week here on the show, I couldn't do this show by myself. I got to have the best producer in the world. We scoured the country, and we, after strict and tough negotiations, lawyers, 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 we got him. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome, as always, out there. What's going
2: on? What's going on? Hey there, WB. Glad to be with you again this week on this another exciting episode of Southern Race Week Radio. We've got another jam-packed program coming up for you this week as we get uh, done with everything at Bristol Motor Speedway. and We drop four drivers in the uh, run for the uh, championship, William, as we go now to the round of 12. And we say goodbye to Eric Almarola, Tyler Reddick, Kurt Busch. And Michael McDowell, and now we got twelve drivers that was going to be battling it out for the championship. And you know, William, we're getting closer to the end of the playoffs here. Uh, yeah. it's, hard, it's hard to believe that we're just a, a few weeks away from the NASCAR season uh, wrapping up here. We got the round of twelve, and then the and then we're down to the final four in uh, Phoenix. I don't know about you, but this season seems like it, it just flew by in the in the blink of an eye, and uh, just amazing. Flew by, yeah, flew by. And then also, it's amazing to see the. The crowd's back, and all the speedway, since COVID has uh, kind of lightened up a little bit, it's still there, but it's just exciting now, and I think all the drivers can agree, and I think us as viewers watching the races on TV uh, can agree. The seeing fans in the stands and hearing the excitement and the crowd noise really uh, makes a difference uh, when you're watching the, the races this year compared to what there was uh, last year. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on on that, buddy?
1: Well, you know, the, the, the racing action in the season has gone by fast. You know, there's a lot more, um, you know, there's in, in, in my point in case, um, you know, a lot of people are to the point that they want to get out. You know, they they're not they're tired of being at home and everything, but it's great to see it. And the cool thing is, you know, later on, we're going to get a chance to talk to the uh, track president of Talladega and they have a little bit of everything in store for race fans that come over to the racing action over there. Concerts, you know, they've got they they've got seating behind the pit boxes, the VIP parking, Talladega, and in on all these racetracks are doing a lot of things to make it to where race fans can have more a true experience. And it's not just about the cars going around the track. It is also about the concerts. It's also about the, the family fun and entertainment and camping and, and hanging out and meeting people from all over the United States and all over the world that come out to the racetracks week in and week out.
2: Yeah, so it should be exciting. And, uh, you know, we got some great races coming up here before we end the season at uh, Phoenix. Don't forget about the podcast, which is available for you every Monday if you want to hear this episode once again or check out of our previous episodes. Go to either uh, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, and soundcloud and subscribe and rate and like the podcast as we mentioned available for you every monday so looking forward to the newest episode popping up there for you on monday and if you subscribe to the pages you'll get the notification when the newest podcast is up and available
1: dalphy you know we got a great show lineup today why don't we run down that real
2: quick and let everybody know who they're gonna be hearing today that's right, William. In just a couple of moments, as you mentioned earlier, you're going to be speaking with the president of Talladega Super Speedway, Brian Crichton. He'll be previewing everything that's going to be coming up for race weekend here in a few weeks. And then also we'll be speaking with Sammy Smith, ARCA Series East champion. So he'll be joining us to talk about that championship. And then also the opportunity to speak with Jamie Little of Fox Sports. She's wrapping up her first season, calling play-by-play action for the ARCA Series. So we'll break down everything that went on in the Arca Series this year as well with the lovely Jamie Little. We'll have all that coming up for you this week on the Southern Race Week radio program along with the podcast. Hello,
3: this is Gracie Trotter, and you're listening to Southern Race Week.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back to Southern Race Week on your favorite radio station or your favorite podcast location. iTunes, Spotify, and also, of course, on the iHeartRadio app. Here on Southern Race Week, every single week in a week out, we like to bring some some credibility to the program, some industry experts who can and let you know that uh, we may not be the you know biggest dog in the land, but we know the big dogs in the world. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome, live from none other than Talladega, Super Speedway, here's none other than Brian Crane! Brian, welcome to the show, sir.
0: Always the best introduction that I have leading up to race weekend, including even here at Talladega Super Speedway. There you go.
1: The crowd goes wild. The crowd goes wild. Well, listen, I tell you what, Brian, you got a great team over there, and, and we're getting geared up for October the 3rd for the Yellowwood 500, man. Tell me how excited we are just a few days away, a few hours, a few minutes. Away from the uh, the checkered flag uh, and the green flag dropping, man.
0: Yeah, we're, we're extremely excited. I mean, it's going to be a great race weekend, you know, at Talladega. Um, Yellowwood 500 on uh, Sunday, October 3rd. And, and of course, we had a doubleheader on Saturday with the uh, truck series and, and Xfinity series, uh, all three playoff races. So it's going to be some exciting racing at Talladega during the weekend.
1: I just got an email here about be a happy camper and claim your spot. There seems to be some reserve infield RV spaces still available at Dega. Tell me about that, bro.
0: We do, we do. Uh, we have about three thousand RV spots inside of our infield, and and you know ninety nine percent of them are uh, are already sold. But we still have uh, a couple that are available uh, for our NASCAR race weekend. That includes loading in on Wednesday, uh, all the way through the uh, three great playoff races during the weekend, um, and then uh, you know loading out on Monday or before then. Um, but it's uh, it's an experience like no other uh, to be in that iconic Talladega Super Speedway infield. Uh, we have a great Saturday night infield concert with Dustin Lynch, so you can be a part of that. Uh, of course, Talladega Boulevard is a unique social atmosphere like no other racetrack provides. Like they say, uh, what happens on the boulevard stays on the boulevard. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're actually going to have a rodeo on Friday night inside of our infield. So A professional rodeo group is coming out and going to do a, uh, about an hour and a half rodeo performance and, and other fun activities uh, inside of our infield. We're going to be doing a, uh, a fireworks show Friday night after the rodeo have a pull around uh, infield concert so just lots and lots of activities inside that iconic infield we're so excited to be uh, welcoming the fans back at 100% in our camping areas as well as our grandstands and all over the facility so uh, you know one more step closer to normal and uh, we can't wait for uh, race weekend it's going to be epic so
1: for years and years and years uh, you know I've I've been taking my 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 nephews uh, and sneaking them in to racetracks and everything else and And one of the things that my nephews always enjoyed, especially, uh, Dylan was the fact that uncle Wu has premium parking. And, uh, and Brian, I tell you, um, you know, that that's always been a big perk with me with being a member of the media is having some, some great, uh, preferred parking. And now Talladega has got race day extras where you can take in the race in the next level and get, uh. Uh, racing scanners and preferred parking. Tell me about that,
0: man. Yeah, you know, a race scanner is is something that, I, you know I feel everybody should have at Talladega Superspeedway because the, the communication between the teams uh, whether it's the spotter up top the crew chief the driver um, to be able to listen into those conversations and understand what they're going through as they're going around this you know massive 2.66 mile racetrack at 190 plus miles an hour is just brings you even that much closer to the action so we do offer those race scanners uh, this year they do have to be reserved in advance uh, you can go to our website Talladega Speedway, uh, .com for more information about scanners. Um, and then we do have preferred parking too. So that gets you right up close to the venue, gets you close to that display area, um, kind of limits the walk-in over this uh, massive facility that we have. Um, but if you don't want to pay for the, that preferred parking, we still have acres and acres and acres of free parking as well. Uh, that's close to the facility, just a little bit further of a walk, um, but still offer that free parking for our guests to come in, but have that preferred parking and uh, some of those key primary is right up front
1: now i'll tell you another thing that uh we can expect uh for the race weekend at uh, talladega is a double header with the xfinity series and the uh the camping world truck series tell me about that
0: yeah, it's going to be an unbelievable Saturday. You know, again, two playoff races, uh, with, the, the, um, camping world truck series, uh, the Chevy Silverado 250, uh, starting at about noon on Saturday. Uh, and then shortly after that, uh, race concludes, which is always a great race. Seeing the trucks here at Talladega Super Speedway, uh, we've got the Xfendi series, um, and the Sparks 300, uh, which is another local Alabama company here, um, for the Xfendi series, uh, race. And, and that's a- playoff one too and so a lot on the line here at uh at talladega super speedway for uh you know the, the second uh to none racing uh that we have here and uh, it's going to be an exciting exciting playoff weekend here
1: you got my good boy uh dustin lynch gonna be uh performing over there saturday night for that concert man that's cool
0: yeah, we're, we're, we're super excited about Dustin Lynch. Uh, you know, we haven't had a concert here, unfortunately, since October of 2019. And when we, uh, welcome back the fans, we wanted to welcome back in the, uh, you know, in, in the biggest fashion that we could. So, uh, you know, Dustin was, uh, you know, it is a great name and, and had availability. So we, uh, we locked him up pretty quickly. Uh, so we're really, really excited about Dustin. Uh, we're going to have an opening act, uh, you know, a DJ there too. So, you know, getting back to that normal traditions here at Talladega. So Super Speedway with that Saturday night concert, and, and we feel Dustin Lynch is going to bring a lot of energy, a lot of excitement, a lot of great music, and uh, it's going to be a big old party like it always is at Talladega. Now I'm going to be
1: uh, I'm going to be in trouble if I cannot, and I'm telling you, folks, this is uh, is as live as you could possibly get this show, and I'm going to be in trouble if I don't remember this Georgia boy that has performed for you so many. Corbett Jackson has performed for you many times over there in Talladega. And, uh, um, I appreciate you having those Georgia boys over there too. Cause you know, and that, and you got Tito's hand vodka as one of your partners. I mean, thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Absolutely. you know. I mean, the Talladega is bigger than the, just Alabama. And as a matter of fact, 70 over 70% of the fans that come out to Talladega super speedway, are from outside the state of Alabama. Uh, so we're, it's really, it's it's not just a regional, it's a national thing. Um, you know, we'll, we'll have, uh, in normal days, you know, not during COVID right now, but in normal days, we'll have 25 to 28 different countries that come here to Talladega Super Speedway. So we truly are worldwide. Um, and, and uh, you know, obviously welcome in uh, artists and partners from, you know, the surrounding states, whether it's Georgia, Tennessee, Mississippi. You know, that's what we want to do. We're, uh, you know, we we like to be that great Southern hospitality track. And, and and so that's what we look for in our artists and our partners. And, you know, everybody's coming out here. We want it just to be such a welcoming environment for everybody to come here, have a great time, uh, enjoy the racing and enjoy the unique social atmosphere that only Talladega super speedway provides.
1: Well, uh, Brian, I wish I could, uh, tell you that, uh, Uh, times have been so good that, uh, we now are, have gone from, uh, flying my wife in a, uh, a Cessna to flying her in a G six, but we're not, (laughs) but is the airport, is the airport right there at the track? Is it going to be opened up and ready for, for folks to fly into? I mean, there's so many ways to get to Talladega. That's why I just love this track.
0: It is. The Talladega Municipal Airport is right next door to us. Uh, you know, was, uh, we we're actually built on an old Army air base. Yeah. Uh, and, and so part of, uh, you know, the deal was when we built this, uh, you know, this beautiful facility is that, you know, we uh, we worked with the city, work with the, the local region to build that airport as well. So, uh, yes, Talladega Municipal Airport is right next to us. Um, they, you know, all the conveniences of, of being right, uh, right next door. So, um, you know, yes, you can still fly in and out of Talladega. They municipal airport.
1: All right, then. Well, listen, Brian. We sure appreciate it. As let's remind everybody if they want to get an RV spot, they want to get some tickets to the race. It's coming up October for you. October third is the Yellowwood Five Hundred. Let's tell everybody where they need to go to get tickets for the all weekend long action.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Again, three playoff races. We got a doubleheader on Saturday and then the Yellowwood 500 Cup Series on Sunday. If you'd like to talk to a representative, you can call 877 GO, the number two, DEGA. That's G O number two. Dega D E G A. Uh, If you like to browse the internet and just kind of look to see what all the options are, uh, you can go to talladegasuperspeedway.com, where you can see all the different opportunities that we have out here, uh, and then you can go through the entire purchasing process right there online. So 877-GO-TO-DEGA or com for all the information you need. Hi, this
1: is Winston Kelly, the Executive Director of the NASCAR Hall of Fame, and you're listening to Southern Race
2: Week. Hello and welcome back to this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. at Southie. Continuing on with this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And we bring you the biggest names in racing, whether it's NASCAR Cup Series, Xfinity, NHRA, and IndyCar. But sometimes the biggest names we discover are in the grassroots of racing as they make their way up the ladder. And we are very privileged and honored to welcome a champion into this week's episode of Southern Race Week Radio as we head on over to the Food Depot Zoom line, and welcome in the Arca Racing East champion for 2021, ladies and gentlemen. Let's welcome in driver for Joe Gibbs Racing, Mr. Sammy Smith. We had a chance to sink in, in champion, Arca Racing Series champion. How does that feel for you to hear someone call you that, a champion?
4: Yeah, it feels good. You know, we uh, I just got to celebrate a little bit over the weekend and uh, back at it here Monday getting ready for uh, Martinsville this weekend.
2: Now, even though you're a champion, you still got racing to go. You got a lot going on. But tell me about working with Joe Gibbs Racing. I mean, that must be an amazing experience for you. So many great drivers have driven under that umbrella of Joe Gibbs Racing. I mean, Coach Gibbs, obviously a, a Hall of Famer, not only in the NFL, but in, in NASCAR as well. And then, of course, you're surrounded probably by – the best talent available for you in the racing world. So for you to win a championship with Joe Gibbs racing and have that type of environment around you, how much have you learned and how much have you strived working in that uh, Joe Gibbs racing garage?
4: Yeah, it's been awesome. You know, I just, I can't thank, uh, you know, Toyota Joe Gibbs racing for, for the opportunity to uh, get to run there this year and I think eight eight or so of the East races, I guess. And um, you know, it's, it's been tough. I think the first couple races or what I grew up doing was running the short tracks and I've ran those tracks quite a bit in the past and super late models and pro late models and stuff like that. So getting used to the track wasn't as big as an issue as like what's these last couple. I feel like these last couple have been bigger tracks like Dover, Iowa, um, and then Bristol was obviously just different tracks that I haven't been quite familiar with, with the aero side of things. So I feel like that's been been a little bit tougher just, just with the more competition too, with the Archer coming together with the East with those last four races. But, you know, I think it's been a great learning experience. Ty and, and Mark McFarland and, and Jamie, my, my crew chief that was crew chief for me those last four races, have done a great job just trying to get me up to speed and, and help me the best they can. And, and I feel like it's um, definitely. Definitely helped me out a lot. I feel like I definitely need need to learn a lot more to try to try to beat Ty. But I feel like uh, this past week in Bristol, we were definitely definitely got closer, and I feel like that's just all you can do with with a guy like that who has so much ex- experience, definitely in in the Arca series. So um, I think going into Phoenix ex- this last race is just try to try to be closer with him and try to get to uh, he's been there quite a bit too. So hopefully I can get get some good tips off of him and hopefully try to go uh, run one two again.
2: Being with ARCA Racing East champion for Joe Gibbs Racing, Sammy Smith here on a Southern Race Week Radio. And going to the last race, you possibly knew that there'd be an opportunity for you to win the championship. And then you, when you go to a race knowing that there's so much on the line, do you race it differently? Do you go in with a different strategy knowing that you have a chance to come out of there winning the the whole thing?
4: Um, yeah, I think a little bit. You know, the first, I'd say, for through practice and qualifying, I felt like we were – I didn't think we were – I thought we were top four car, you know, with Mayor. Felt like he would have been good and there was one other guy that felt like would be good but once we got we qualified second once we got in the race, I feel like me and Ty were, were pretty much the class of the field and and we we just had to do everything on the restarts. I feel like on the restarts, I was being aggressive but not as aggressive as I could be if I was trying to um you know if I had to win I would was obviously going to be more aggressive but you know I didn't I didn't push the issue at all. I felt like Ty might have had a little better the car than me fought a little bit too tight one and two. And I feel like that's where we got beat. So I felt like I was definitely wasn't being cautious. I feel like I was just racing another race. You just kind of, you can't really go into a race and be like, oh, I got to be cautious. And I feel like that's when you get yourself in, in bad positions. But I felt like I was definitely wasn't 100% aggressiveness as I would. I probably was just trying to, you know, fall in line and, and get get behind tie on those restarts and learn as much as I can and, and try to take care, take care of my right front, feeling knowing we were a little bit tight, just wanted to save it. And uh, not hurt it, so
2: I felt like I was not hundred percent on the aggressive level, but definitely
4: definitely was still pushing it.
2: Well, if our listeners want to keep up with you, what's going on with the rest of your year and season, where can they go to follow you on social media?
4: Ah uh, yeah, Sammy Smith underscore SS on on both Twitter and Instagram, um, and then I think it's Sammy Smith racing on my Facebook page. I don't run that. Um, so I'm not quite sure on that one. I think it's Sammy Smith racing
2: well uh mr smith thank you so much for taking the time to join us this week on southern race week radio congratulations on your championship and we're excited to see what the future holds for you and what are your future plans what What do you hope to do after this
4: yeah you know i run in, i'll probably run eight uh eight to twelve more late or super late model races this year and then i got phoenix at the end of the year so hopefully uh just continue to try to go win and, and obviously hopefully next year we'll be uh running more arc races um in that 18 car
2: all right. Well, Mr. Smith, thank you so much for taking the time to join us this week on Southern Race Week Radio. My friend, uh, good luck for you the rest of the season and in the future, and hopefully we'll talk to you again sometime down the road.
4: Yeah, thank you, sir. Hey, this is Ryan Truex, and you're listening to Southern Race Week Radio.
2: Hello, and welcome back to this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio network itself. we continuing on with this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast, and I'm very honored and privileged to welcome our next guest into the program, guided me through the knowledge of NASCAR over the 20 years I believe that she's been doing this. So let's head on over to the Zoom Depot hotline and welcome in from her beautiful pad somewhere in the United States of America. Let's uh, welcome in from Fox Sports and NASCAR on Fox as well. Let's welcome in Miss Jamie Little. Miss Little, thank you so much for taking time to join us this week on Southern Race Week Radio. You're making your second appearance on the program, so we really appreciate you taking the time to uh, join us this week.
3: Yes, no problem. Thanks for having me back. I can't say that I've had a uh, welcome and introduction quite like that before.
2: Well, if you ever need a hype man, just uh, <laughs> let me know.
3: Yes, you are back again.
2: In fact, we talked to you, the first time we talked to you was you did your first race for the ARCA Series for uh, FS1, and now you just wrapped up your first season. Calling Arca races for FS1. So now, from the first race to your last race, what are you feeling now that you've finished up your first season of calling Arca races?
3: It's all kinds of emotions. It's uh, excitement, it's relief, and it's a little bit of like disappointment because I want to do more. That's the only problem with our races um, in the Arca series. We only did eight of them, so it was you know like I'd do a couple and then have a month off, and that's hard. I mean, when you're a race fan or you're used to. Covering racing every week, it's hard to take those breaks and it's hard to get better quicker. Obviously, it's a brand new skill set, very different from being a pit reporter. The only thing that was similar, I'd say, is just the way that I take notes and I gather information. But what you do on the air is so much different. First off, I'm talking the whole time. I'm used to talking in like 20 and 20 second, 30 second little increments. So it was uh, quite different for me. But First race to last race, I feel like I made a lot of progress, learned a ton, and I'm hungry for more, so that's a good thing. I didn't know where I'd stand when I was all done.
2: Before you started doing this, was there anyone you particularly went to and maybe asked for advice or someone that sat down with you and kind of, kind of helped you out in, in getting comfortable and in moving into this new position?
3: Yeah, well, I work with so many great guys that do play-by-play. Vince Welch and I had lunch together. We both live about 10 minutes from each other. So that was easy to talk to him. Just more about the process. You know, I'm a broadcaster. I've been doing this a long time. So I know how to do that. It's just how do you put all those thoughts, all those notes together in one area that's quick and easy to see and read? And what will I need? I mean, what things don't you need? It's all that was new to me. So Vince was a big help there. Alan Bestwick, who was the voice in NASCAR for so many years. We worked together at ESPN for so long. So I was able to lean on him. And I just wanted to see everybody's process, basically. I talked to Mike Joy and, um, gosh, Lee Diffie, who gave me the, um, the kick in the butt I needed to go after this job. I, of course, talked to him about it. And, and I loved Lee's philosophy was, I want to have fun. If I'm having fun in the booth, the people watching are having fun. And that's kind of the way that I like it too. I like to be factual, I like to be a storyteller, but I really want people just to enjoy what they're hearing. And, um, and hopefully that came across.
2: Now, working NASCAR, you definitely just focus on those NASCAR drivers that you deal with week in and week out, but now you're going to an ARCA series where maybe there's some drivers you're not really familiar with. Some you might know, some you might not know. So in preparation for that, how was that like? Was it a lot of research and getting to know each of the drivers and, and how they're doing and how they've been up to that point?
3: Yes, this was a brand new series for me. i would never covered it in any capacity. And, And those who are familiar with ARCA series, it's a development series. So you see a lot of the future superstars of NASCAR in this series. Ty Gibbs, for example, who set the world on fire this year, not only in ARCA, but in the Xfinity series as well. So it's a—it's really fun to get to know these young kids. We had a 15 year old racing at Bristol. I mean, it's crazy. And then we had a 67 year old as well. And that's kind of what ARCA is. It's a melting pot. It's those lifers that have been doing it forever. And then it's the young development guys who are coming up with their big teams trying to get on that national stage and move up to trucks and Xfinity and eventually Cup, So it was all new to me. I got to go to the test in February, sat down, had some time one-on-one with all of them. And then we did a weekly Zoom call where literally they would call in for three hours. Every 10 minutes, we'd hear and see from a different driver. And and that was a huge help because I want everybody to know who I am and know that I'm here because I want to share their story. And I feel like I've always done that in my career. It's all about FaceTime, I'm not all about stats and, and writing down numbers. I really want those stories straight from the horse's mouth. So um, I feel like I was able to do that this year, and it was so much fun.
2: Speaking with Jamie Little here, the lead voice of ARCA Race Coverage for FS1 here on Southern Race Week Radio, you've had an opportunity to see these guys drive and out their performance. Is there any drivers that you saw this year that you think, wow, these guys has an opportunity to To move up in the rankings?
3: Definitely. There was a handful of guys that were so talented. Our final race at Bristol, the ARCA series is cool because it's regional. So for those young kids coming up in the West, there's the West series, there's the East series, and then there's the national series that we covered. So at Bristol, we got to see the best of all of those series combined. So, you know, I saw guys from Jesse Love on the West Coast and Um, Corey Hine was in the National Series. He's incredible. He's a development driver for Toyota, coming up alongside Ty Gibbs, as I mentioned. And Ty, we know for a fact he's going to be in Cup one day. He's Joe Gibbs' grandson. And not just the name, but he is incredibly talented. What he's been able to do with the race car this year, different styles of tracks, different competition. He won in his very first Xfinity Series race. I mean, that's unheard of.
2: I saw a tweet recently, kind of celebrating the women of NASCAR. Women on the broadcasting side, radio, television. I remember in the early years when I used to watch NASCAR, it was you and Shannon Spank were pretty much, <laughs> to me, like the two women that were were covering racing. And now you guys have kind of grown together. I saw a tweet of the two of you together. You seem to be really great friends. But now that you've seen the growth of women covering the sport, I think of you as Shannon as kind of pioneers in that. Because for me, you were the first women that I saw covering the sport. How awesome is it for you to see the growth of women covering NASCAR, on the radio, and on television.
3: I love it, and like you said, it's come a long way. I mean, when I started covering Supercross back in the day, there was like one woman before me, and then there was me, and then there was one woman after me, and just not enough. But that wasn't, I think, representative of the women that are out there, that are fans, that are watching, the women that are working on race teams. You just didn't see it as much. And now that we're seeing more women covering this sport, I think people are starting to realize that there's a lot more women involved in racing than we all knew before. And um, and I think women know that it's okay to go after those jobs now. I think a big roadblock was, well, I've never seen a woman do it before, so I don't know if I can do it. Um, And that's what I hope that I'm setting an example of. If you want to do it, go for it and open those doors. And and that's really what I think we've been seeing over the past 10, 15 years in racing in general. We're still not where we should be that's representative of the amount of women that love racing, but we're definitely getting there and uh, people are definitely open to it.
2: You must have a lot of a positive vibes from Fox for allowing the women to really kind of take the front stage and really display your talents.
3: I always say it in every interview. I give props to Fox and my bosses there, Jacob Ullman, first and foremost, that he's just a believer in the right person for the job. And that's how I've always agreed too. I don't agree with putting a woman there because you want a girl. I don't agree with having diversity there just because you want to have diversity there. I think that people need to earn their way there. And Fox is the first to say, Hey, if that's what you want to do, you're voicing it. We're going to give you a shot. If you fall flat on your face, that's on you. But we're willing to take that chance. And a lot of networks aren't willing to do that. And um, you look across the board at Fox Sports, not just in racing, but everything that they cover, they have female faces that are very good. Women who have been there and earned it and paid their dues. And uh, it just takes a boss to say, OK, I believe in you. I'll give you a chance. And you know, I, I say the parallel to that is Danica Patrick. Danica Patrick would not be on everybody's radar. Nobody would know who she was if it wasn't for Bobby Rahal taking a chance on her when she was a teenager basically saying, "I believe in your talent. Let's see what you can do and let's put you in the Indy 500." And boom, we have Danica Patrick. So, it's a it's a perfect example. You have to speak up and if somebody's willing to say yes, well, you're going to open a lot of doors.
2: And it helps when you have a great team of people around you to bounce off of. And and make the race enjoyable for everybody. Great analysis, great pit people. So it's always a team. You're just the quarterback, kind of leading the way. Yeah. So so you just did a great job. And I'm looking forward to seeing what the future holds for you. And I'm sure you're going to be back calling Arca Series next year. Correct? Is that? Well, thank anything? you
3: very much. Yes, that's to be seen. So we'll. I guess the the bosses will go back and look at everything, and and hopefully I will be back because so I really want to continue with um, with doing play by play and of course being on pit road too because that's really where my heart and soul is, and I've done it for so long. I love it. Um, but yes, I, I, appreciate it. It's all about the team around you. You're only as good as those people, right? Your producer and the people uh, behind the cameras and Phil Parsons in there. We had some great analysts this year, including Trevor Bain, um, and then on pit road. So it's all together, a cumulative effort, but Fox is, it's where it's at. I love our team and everybody's so creative and so darn good.
2: Well, as a fan, I hope you are back in the broadcast booth next year calling ARCA action because I really enjoyed your work. And I enjoy all your work. So it's like I said, it's always an honor and a privilege to talk to someone that, uh, as a radio nerd and a television nerd, uh, <laughs> I think does a great job. But I look forward to seeing every week and looking forward to seeing you when, when you come to Atlanta uh, for our, our race weekend in March. So we're really excited about that. Uh, Miss Little, if our listeners want to keep up with you on social media and you do some great YouTube videos as well so much going on with you where can they go to keep up with what's going on with you
3: yeah my off track series is on youtube on the fox sports um or fox nascar um youtube channels and then at jamie little tv on instagram and twitter i'm pretty active there so yeah try to take you behind the scenes a little bit this is leah pruitt and you're listening to southern race week
1: all right race fans here on southern race week we hope y'all have enjoyed this week's show we i wb and alfie over here we just love giving you some uh some facts and fun and some, uh, info that you need to know, but we just like hanging out with you and having a great time. Don't forget. Now, if you missed any part of today's show, you can go on over to, uh, the wonderful podcast location, wherever you get your podcast from, we're there just search for Southern race week, like subscribe. And every single week that, uh, Alfie updates the, uh, latest and greatest, you'll get a notification about it. And you can uh, share it with your family and friends, cousins, neighbors. We appreciate you. We need you. And, uh, hey, don't forget, you can also find us on Facebook.com slash Southern Race Week. You can find us on Twitter at SRW Radio. And you can find us Alfie at Alfie underscore 19 on Twitter and me at WB Radio Network on Twitter. And, of course, if you're an Instagram fan, you can find me. On Instagram, at William Barber, a.k.a. WB. And you can always find me at a racetrack with a cold middle light in my hand. Alvin, thank our guests this week, brother.
2: Talladega Super Speedway president, Brian Crichton, joining us. Also, Sammy Smith, the ARCA East champion. And also the lovely Jamie Little from NASCAR on Fox. As we talked ARCA racing, but don't forget that she'll be uh, involved in the truck series. If the truck series is still on FS1. So you'll be able to check her out if she covers the pits there for the rest of the season for the truck series on FS1 Williams. So uh, once again, thanks to all our great guests. And don't forget for the latest in racing news and information, all of that will always be available for you on our Facebook page and our Twitter page as
1: well. Until next week, folks, I'm WB. I'm Alfie. Y'all have a great one. We'll see you at Talladega or a racetrack near you.